this podcast is brought to you by the Gosh Learning Academy. Hello and welcome to NHS Careers Untapped. The NHS is one of the largest employers in the world, but most people when they think of a job in the NHS think of doctors and nurses. However, the NHS is so much more. There's a huge variety of jobs you can do, suiting all interests and personalities. In this podcast, we will be talking to people working in the NHS, in jobs you might never have heard of before, finding out exactly what they do, how they came to be working in that job, and what they love most about it. This morning, I'm joined by David, and you are the Deputy Catering Manager at Great Ormond Street Hospital. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Fantastic. So thank you very much for joining me today. Could you start yeah. just by telling me a little bit about your job? Okay. Well, I'm here to oversee the operation of all the catering in the hospital, be it retail, hospitality, patient feeding, private patients, all the way down through to vending. We oversee all the different areas, and I'm just a cook in Big Will. Well, it's, it's a lovely operation we've got here and it works very, very efficiently and we're very pleased with it. Right. Okay. So basically anything involving food in the hospital is kind of your domain, your area. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a foodie from and through. As I've always have been, no matter what, how and where is, I'm a foodie. And I'm just passionate about making sure the food we give out on a day, wherever it be in a ward, wherever it be on the counter, through the coffee bar is as good as it can be. Yeah, I mean, it's so important, right? In a hospital, you want people to be able to to get better or staff to be able to work at their best. And part of that is being able to have good food. It is. It comes in a lot of different formats. It might be patients with feeding and need a very special diet or a cultural diet or to aid their recovery. They're very determined on what they eat. Or it might be a family is coming to visit and it's the only chance they get for a meal for a day. And so it's down to us to give them the best experience they can. Or it might be one of the staff needs to grab something quick and rough. So... We try and cater for everybody on site. Basically, we're about giving the best experience we possibly can. Yeah, great. And how long have you done this job for? This role, I'm fairly new to Gosh, which is good. It's been a lovely, lovely six to eight weeks I've been here. But prior to this, I was working with other trusts like Guys and St. Thomas and St. George's. So within the hospital industry, probably about six, seven years. Right, okay. And how did you get your job and kind of what training was needed? So can you kind of talk me through the pathway to becoming the deputy catering manager? Because that sounds like quite a senior role. Yeah, yeah isn't it? Isn't it? It's, a, it's a good one. Well, I started as a chef. I left school with nothing but passion to be a chef. I'd done one year in college and then followed my dream of being a TV chef, Michelin-style TV chef, and went up into London. And worked my way through the ranks of a lot of different restaurants, hotels, and private dining places as a, a chef and worked my way up. Now I got to, I think it was about the age of 22, 23, and I thought, well, I needed more. I didn't understand the business side of things. It was brilliant cooking for the people we cook for every day and what we were cooking, but I needed to understand the business of catering. It was just a passion of mine to understand where it came from, how it worked, how it came out the other end, the money side of things, the operation side of things. So I took the jump. From being executive chef into, what was it, project management. I took on one of the biggest universities in London, took on one of their big campuses as their project manager. And that's where I quickly learned the harsh end of management. And from there, it's been a, a roller coaster ride ever since. 
Right. Okay. So starting as a chef, it was very much kind of on the job training, kind of yeah. working your way up in restaurants and things. And then yeah. when you decided to kind of tackle the more business project management side of things, that's when you kind of got a bit more in the way of actual formal training, would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've, there's different ways to become a chef. You can go through several routes, the apprenticeships, which are great, which I think are fantastic because you, you get the best of both worlds. You get the best of learning through college and learning through work. You can go straight into being a chef, which is the hard way, which is pretty much what I've done, but you learn very quickly, very harsh. Or you can go through colleges, which is, again, gives you a great foundation of, if you were to do the, say, five-day week course, you get a great foundation of everything. And they, they incorporate the finance side of things, the cooking side of things, the operational side of things, which is great. They're the three options to get in, really. Well, I chose to go in the deep end, but at my time again, I'd probably go for an apprenticeship because I'll probably get to learn a lot quicker and a lot more thorough than just being thrown into the dark deep end of the kitchen. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that. Yeah. Um, I guess like different, you know, different people have different learning styles, right? So what suits you about finding what works for you? Absolutely. And I found that worked for me, but then I also found a lot of people I worked with went another route and we all end up in the same place. Yeah, sure. And are there any specific kind of NHS apprenticeships for people who want to think about kind of catering or, or cooking within the NHS? We do. We run a lot of in-house courses. I believe there's a lot of uh, NHS apprenticeships with different styles of, it might be management as a generalisation. So you're taking different key, key parts of management for an apprenticeship and then move into catering. If the clinical thing wasn't your site, the NHS is not only clinical, which is sometimes overlooked. There's a hell of a lot of other departments within the NHS, like estates, facilities, catering, portering, all the soft services, and there's hundreds of them. And of all of them need managerial type people managerial type skills. So the NHS is fantastic at bringing up within and giving apprenticeships to like different management skills, which you can then go and transfer into your chosen area, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. And I guess that's what we're hoping really to highlight with this project, that actually it's not just kind of clinical roles, that there's loads of roles to suit everybody and all different kind of skills. There's a bit of a lot going on in the hospital. And until you actually work in hospital, you won't really understand how phenomenal they are to work in and how much fun and all the other community sort of things happens within the hospital. And my first baptism into fire, one of the hospitals I worked in, I was blown away by, you walk into a different world. You leave the outside world and walk into another world, which is like, it's just like a big family. And they really are good front places to work. I would never change. I would never not look at hospital again. There are challenges. There are massive challenges in hospital. But the fun and the rewards that you get from working in hospital is phenomenal. Phenomenal. And what people don't realise is, I mean, if people want to talk about fine dining and catering. I've worked in several hospitals where we do private patients and they've got a la carte restaurants within the ward. A kitchen will produce five-star food, restaurant-quality food, and take it to the private dining and serve it on a plate to the patient. So there's that side of catering that people don't understand we actually do. Or there's a volume of catering where, you know, we turned out patient feeding one of us boys I worked in, we turned out three and a half thousand meals a day. Right. Well, so all different styles of cooking and, you all know, and one end of the spectrum to the other. Yeah, it is. Every day's different. And you've got so many different diverse cultures, requirements, dietary needs, challenges through what people's requirements are every day. You don't really know what's coming. So you have to be prepared for everything. And that... That in its own gives you such a big grounding for life, for taking out elsewhere. Because if you work in a restaurant, they're fantastic busy places and you get a great education into cooking and running a restaurant. 
but you wouldn't get the education. It's a different cultural diet. So people go there for leisure and they go there for fun and experience. They don't go there because they have to. The people come here because they have to, but then we have to react and give their people the best possible experience they can. And if they're on a very, very strict diet, medically strict diet, then we have to react almost instantly to give them what they need. So there's a massive long chain of communication that goes from the patient down to the chef. And then we have to react at light speed to make sure they get fed and they get the care they need. Yeah, absolutely. So this might be a bit of a difficult question to answer because you've just said that kind of every day is a little bit different. But can you talk me through what, if there is a typical day, what it might look like for you? I'll work around service times. Like breakfast is going out now in the retail. So the chefs are busy cooking. We do full English breakfast. We also feed from the restaurant. We feed all the wards their hot options. So I might be setting up sausage, bacon, eggs, croissants, boiled eggs, Danish, that sort of thing. So that goes up until about 10 o'clock. We then get ready for lunch, which is when the retail side comes out. So we, we then prepare and spell the food for lunch, be it cold buffets, sandwiches, stuff like that. I oversee, make sure that works. Then we're going to the hot counter at 12 o'clock where we've got five different hot options. Again, we cover families that are coming in for the day and they want a substantial meal right through to children's meals because obviously a lot of siblings come to visit. So they, they've also got to have a meal. So we do like that. We've got a whole kids pick a mix section. We've got the kids pick a mix hot menu. We then have a staff hot grab and go menu, which is only for staff. We've only got 30 minutes for an express till. So they come in, they grab their food, they run. And we've also overseen at the moment, we've got a coffee bar that works from eight till seven at night. They do hot food through there. So I'm overseeing that. And then we've, we've cooked through lunch till three o'clock. With an hour's break, four o'clock, we start the dinner service. So my day flits in between managerial problems and managerial duties and overseeing what's going on out there. Right. Okay. But pretty busy because just as one meal finishes, you're already having to think about and move on to preparing for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. But when you work in catering, you just quickly learn to work two or three days ahead. So what's happening today was planned on Monday. So I'm now thinking of the weekend. Right. Okay. But it's just, it's just a way of working. I don't know if other industries work like that, but we have to be as prepared as possible to react. So we have to foresee a lot of any issues coming in, which is a great measure of skill. We have to foresee what's coming before yeah. you. Nothing worse than to react on the day. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. You need to have all your ingredients and stuff ready. Well, ingredients, stock, staff, logistics. You know, we cannot not have them options. So yeah. we have to react to make sure we're prepared for options. Can I ask, what do you like most about your job? Mm, the variety. It's, it's just a fun place to be. It's, it's very different to a corporate world. It's a, it's a real fun, energetic place to be with a lot of fun people. The community we've got surrounding us. We've got people from every walk of, walk of life working with us. And it just makes it a real fun place to be. The challenge is we are, in the sense, a corporate business. So we need to act as a business. You know, we need to operate it. So we get that sort of things. But we also get the the uh, cop lines to create amazing food and amazing experiences for people, if you like. Things like Christmas Day, we work Christmas Day. People go, oh, well, you work Christmas Day. Actually, no, Christmas Day is one of the best days in the year. We have such a lot of them. Everyone dresses up, everyone has his fun. We have the music on, we have all the Christmas dinners going, the families come in to join in. You can't get that sort of excitement from other businesses, I don't believe. It's hard to pinpoint what I love about the hospital so much or hospital life. But it's just, it gives you a bit of everything. And there's a fantastic sense of humour along the way. Fantastic. Yeah, that's so important. Yes. Got to enjoy coming to work. You've got to. And you've already kind of mentioned earlier that 
it can be a challenging role at times and that there can be, you know, a lot of different challenges. What do you find most challenging about the job? Probably workloads and um, because we're so reactive to what we do, we could have three or four big issues in a day we need to deal with. And then before you know, you've lost your day. So being structured in your workload and prioritizing what you need to do is quite often a challenge. Then on other days, you might have nothing going on. I've got a day of catching up, you know? So probably structuring your work in your day and prioritizing the needs. I mean, something's coming in two minutes time. It'll take priority over the whole day. So we need to be ready for that. But yeah, I'd say structuring your day, prioritizing your, your workload to hit your deadlines. And in, in catering, it's very different. You can't not hit a deadline. You know, lunch goes out at 12, dinner goes out at four. You know, service goes out at the walls at six. It happens. You can't, it cannot not happen, you know. Whatever's going on, the show has to go on. You know, whatever the issue is, the show still has to go on. So it's, it's a very challenging thing like that. And it's not sometimes for the fine hearted. Yeah, definitely. People will always need feeding and you can't, you know, you can't miss a deadline in that way. Like you might be able to in other areas, I guess. No, I can't exactly go to the boss. Sorry, I was really busy. It doesn't work like that. What personal qualities or skills do you think are needed for your job and then more generally for other jobs within catering in the NHS? Ah, from a personal point of view, thick skin. I think it's something I've developed over the years because it's such a easy place to work with so many different characters and so many different deadlines and so many different mindsets you need to be able to be a bit more laid back and not take everything personally and when tempers are hot which i do in every business every industry you need to be able to just stand back and say okay well we've got issue here don't take everything to heart stand back look at the big picture let's do what we can to resolve this if you take everything to heart in catering especially in the hospital you're going to suffer you need to be able to decipher as what is important, what isn't important, and be able to take yourself out of that equation to look at the big picture rather than being mixed with it and miss what's going on. You need to stand back and say, well, actually, there's a problem, there's the issue. And it's something that you can't really teach. You have to learn yourself from experience. But again, if you've worked in management for a little while, you would get a good taste of that. And it's just, how you, again, how you adapt yourself. Some people do learn differently, as you alluded to earlier on. Well, I'll, I'll learn by experience on that one. And what do you wish other people knew about your job? Or are there any kind of common misconceptions that you think people have about your job and catering within the NHS in general? I know, really. That's a tough question. I know if you're outside in the restaurant and the hotel world, hospital caterings doesn't really count, if you know what I mean. There's a very different league of catering out there. But I don't suppose people realise the pressure that's involved in hospital catering and in like, hospital catering management. I think people think it's just patient feeding or it's just serving up lunch. It's not, there's so many pressures involved on top of that and externally, internally, um, politically sometimes. There's so much more involved than you would actually understand rather than just when you walk in, uh, grab your burger and chips. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the thing that I was going to say, which you kind of made me realise, is just that kind of misconception that all hospital food is either like boring or all the same or that it might kind of limit your opportunities as a chef but actually you know there is that opportunity to be involved with like more fine dining elements for, for the private patients and that's just something that had never even occurred to me oh there absolutely is and the shame people don't realize it we've tried so hard every hospital i've been to get rid of the stigma of hospital catering and you know it's a meat and two veg on the plate sort of thing we're doing a drive now we've been in the retail here to bring the street food of london you don't have to walk two minutes anywhere in London. You've got some phenomenal street food from all over the world. 
we're doing our best to try and bring that and put that in our menus here. And we're doing quite a good job of it as well. Alternatively, we've, we've also got a menu of 70 different options for private patients. So it's, it's so far away from what the, the old conception was that it's, it's really becoming quite a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, definitely. Finally, I just wanted to ask what advice you might have for students or young people who might be thinking about a career in catering in the NHS. What can they do to find out more about it? Ah, first thing is to get on the NHS website. And the NHS website is flooded with positions, if not catering, any position throughout all the different areas in all the different hospitals available of what's going on. Just get on to the NHS website also gives the apprenticeship options, the training options. Just get in and get involved. Look and see what's going on. You can walk into any hospital and there'll be people, there'll be opportunity there. They just need to look at the opportunity from the websites and go for it. And one, once you get involved in it, you, you won't never look back. Great. That's really good advice. Thank you so much. And yeah, thank you so much for talking to me on this podcast today. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Telling me a bit more about your job. Oh, thank you. No, it's, been, it's been nice to talk. Thank you for listening to NHS Careers Untapped. To find out more about different career opportunities within the NHS, please check out our other podcasts, available for streaming or download on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and YouTube. You can also find out about other events happening as part of the Careers Untapped project by registering on the Great Ormond Street Digital Education Network at the link provided in the episode description and searching NHS Careers Untapped. You can also find links to a couple of other great websites to check out, including healthcarecareers.nhs.uk and skillsforhealth.org.uk. This podcast was brought to you by the Gosh Learning Academy. If you want to find out more about our work, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.